Hey, it's Ryan, man, coming to you with another Broncos Country Blitz. The Broncos lose to the Washington Commanders at home 35-33 to to drop to 0-2 on the 2023 season. Lose our first two games of the season at home. And this game, the Broncos had it. They were up 21-3 and blew a 21-3 lead to lose 35-33. And there's plenty of blame to go around. But I am going to start with the Broncos' defense. Now, you look at the Nathaniel Hackett year, last year, and you tell somebody, hey, during any of those games, we're going to get a 21-3 lead. The offense will get us a 21-3 lead. You know what? I don't think there's a lot of people out there that would go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to find a way to lose that game. Most people would probably say, oh, yeah, 21-3 lead with the way our defense is playing? We've got this. We'll, we'll lock this game up. And that's the concerning part. The 2023 version of the Broncos' defense looks disorganized, looks out of place. I don't know if they just don't understand what they're doing. They don't understand Vance Joseph's philosophy. And here's the thing. Vance Joseph was not Sean Payton's first choice for defensive coordinator. Okay, that's well known. And the other problem with this is all Vance Joseph had to do is come in, keep pretty much the same defense in place, allow his players to play to their strengths, knock the other team on the ground, and keep them out of the end zone. And, like, none of that is happening. None of it's happening. I even I even go back to week one against the Raiders. The Broncos' defense made Jimmy Garoppolo in week one look like Tom Brady. The Broncos for week two made Sam Howell, who was having his first career road start for the Washington Commanders, look like Tom Brady. There is a major concern there that the Broncos couldn't stop in the first two weeks of the season, Jimmy Garoppolo and Sam Howell. Now, I'm not trying to discredit those quarterbacks, okay? Sam Howell, in fact, I've even mentioned to a few people, I think he's going to be pretty good for the Washington Commanders. Good enough to put up 35 and beat the Broncos at this point? I, I don't think he should be at that point yet, but we certainly made him look like it. And that's the problem. Jimmy Garoppolo... The Raiders played the Bills when the Broncos were playing the Commanders. The Raiders were also playing the Bills on Sunday, and the Bills made Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders' offense look pedestrian. And they don't even have Von Miller right now. I think Jimmy Garoppolo was 14-26, had two picks. That's what I expected him to look like against us, which he certainly didn't. I mean, who thought we'd be sitting here after two games going, the defense is the concern. In my eyes, the defense is the concern. And I don't know if Vance Joseph keeps his job through the season. I don't think he should. I think he had a pretty simple job. Come in, run the defense. Like I said, let the players play to their strengths. Utilize our talent. Knock the other team on the ground. Keep them out of the end zone. And instead, we have a jumbled mess. Players out of position. Receivers wide open, it seems like, on every single play. And when that's not happening, there's there's just places for the running backs to go for the other team. And it's just it's just terrible looking on defense. It is terrible looking on defense. And yes, the offense has their own faults. Okay, the Broncos are up twenty one to three. Russell Wilson fumbled the ball. Washington went down the field, got a score. Unless there's an eighteen point touchdown in the NFL, that's still a pretty significant lead after that, and the defense still couldn't hold it. Just very disappointing. And on offense, we got it out to a big lead, but in the second half, I don't know exactly what we did 
but some of the players that were having big first halves, we kind of we kind of shied away from them. Like Marvin Mims, big first half, and really not too much after that. I believe he had uh, like another target and had a, another carry out of the backfield. And Pirine didn't really get involved a ton in terms of pounding the pounding at home in the second half. And and our, we kind of seemed to really have some pretty poor 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 blocking on the offensive line. And that's that's concerning as well. We spent a lot of money on the offensive line. We looked like we were getting beat up. And really, I don't think you can say any different for the defensive line. Once again, when we focused on the quarterback, they kept running the ball down our throats. When we focused on the running back, there were wide receivers wide open. So once again, Sean Payton has mentioned himself, you win and lose games in the trenches, and we lost in the trenches once again for week two. And the thing is, it looks so fun. It looks so fun at the starting of the game. We go up 21-3. to Russell Wilson has the deep bomb to Mims. I mean, just a beautiful play. McLaughlin gets the touchdown. And we just look like we're going to sail to a, to a Broncos victory. And then it just all started falling apart. And... Broncos Super Bowl 33 team was there celebrating the 25th anniversary. The alumni was there. I mean, there were there were a lot of reasons to be up for the game and to, and to get a huge victory at home. And for the first 20 minutes or so, it certainly looked like that's what was going to happen. And then we imploded. And really, at the end of the game, we had that amazing Hail Mary. That was fun to watch. To Brandon Johnson. On the two-point conversion, though, Cortland Sutton, that is clear pass interference. I have not heard one person say that's not pass interference. Yet we don't get the call. Don't understand that? I've seen lesser calls in almost every other game I've watched this season. And we don't get that call. And who knows what it is. Maybe the refs had to catch a plane. Not sure. But we don't get that call. That's unfortunate. But at the same time, we we shouldn't have been in the position anyways to have to get the Hail Mary and the two-point conversion to tie the game again. And the other thing I don't get, now, everybody has a different opinion about who to blame, but after the game, the people blaming Russell Wilson, I didn't understand it. I thought he played okay in week one. I thought he played pretty darn good in week two. Yeah, there's certain things to clean up. But I just don't get Broncos country. I, I don't know if they're looking for a quarterback to come in, basically cover up the rest of the team's deficiencies across the board, and just get us to win every week. And, you know, even when Peyton Manning was at his best, or John Elway, it's not like they could cover up deficiencies everywhere else. People forget before John Elway won his first two Super Bowls during his last two seasons, he had some losing seasons lost some Super Bowls, lost in the playoffs, and had some poor outings because the team around him wasn't the strongest at times. And really, Russell Wilson against the Commanders, 18-32 for 308, three touchdowns and a pick. And he was our leading rusher, six carries for 56 yards. You tell me there's not a problem when Russell Wilson is our leading rusher. When the philosophy going into the season was a consistent, hard-nosed running game, play-action passing. 
you tell me how Russell Wilson was the leading rusher for week two. Clearly, it's not going the way we planned. And I thought Russell Wilson played fine. I don't get people's opinions that Russ has lost it. I, you know what? I look at it as a quarterback that's that's further along in his career, slightly older, and he's had to change his game a little bit. You know, it's happened to all the other quarterbacks out there, so I don't understand why people think Russell Wilson's immune to it. And, yeah, he had the unfortunate turnovers. I don't know what happened on the interception to Cortland Sutton. I don't know whether Cortland Sutton ran the wrong route, but clearly that was an ugly interception. You saw Cortland Sutton going up the sideline. Clearly he thought he was supposed to be somewhere else. And and that was that was, that was pretty bad. But for the most part, Russell Wilson got us a lead. Got us a lead that with any team with a decent defense should be able to hold. And we should have had a big victory, but instead we imploded. And in the second half, the one concern you had to have about the commanders was their front line. And once the commanders got the lead, you know, they started attacking. And even despite that, we still got a three-point lead back. And we still couldn't hold it. I mean, the defense, it just, it got comical. You just knew. You just knew Sam Howell was going to go back and find an open receiver, or you knew they were going to get the rush they needed for the first down. It got comical how bad the defense looked. I don't know if that goes back to coaching. I mean, obviously, I think it always goes back to coaching in some sense. But I guess what I mean is, does it have to do with the overall pitcher Sean Payton had for the Broncos? Is it a Vance Joseph problem? I was a little excited about Vance Joseph, hometown boy, coming back. But, boy, I was worried about the defense from the standpoint of he's never really been anywhere where he's had a high-ranking defense because he runs this bend-but-don't-break defense. I'm just going to call this defense break defense. There's no bend. It just breaks. And I like what Sean Payton said. It's not like the Washington Commanders is the strongest offense we're going to face this season. So to allow that to happen at home is just ridiculous. So. You know, where do the Broncos go from here? I mean, they're 0-2. They're going to Miami. Um, That's going to be a tough game. We'll just put it that way. Um, Not the way we expected to start the season. Uh, And, you know, people are going to want to blame who they want to blame. But I don't know. If you take, this is just my opinion, if you take the Russell Wilson from this season and plug him into last season, we would have won a lot of games. A lot of games. And... Now, all of a sudden, we can't win a game when we put 33 points on the board. And that's just concerning. Don't know what's happened to our defense. Like I said, yes, the offense has got to clean quite a bit up. We should be a tougher running team. We should be a more precise passing team. I I look at every week, and I see these other teams that run these quick slants, and I go, why is it for the Broncos for the last few seasons, it seems like that's just not even anywhere anywhere for them and I don't understand that I thought Sean Payton coming in his big thing is always having an easy outlet throw for the quarterback and and there were some easy outlet throws for Wilson but where's the where's the slant across the middle where's some of the easy passing where's some of the full you know the schemes to get players wide open it, it just it looks messy you wonder if kind of like with Mike McCarthy in Dallas I thought when he came back after taking a year off coaching, he was pretty rusty there uh, to start his tenure down there in Dallas. I kind of wonder if it's the same thing. While Sean Payton was is refreshed from taking a year off, at the same time, it, it kind of came back and hit him like a ton of bricks in terms of, oh, this is what's needed 
to have a successful football team in the NFL. And, and maybe just like Mike McCarthy, he'll kind of get past this initial rush. The team will get better. But time will tell. And obviously Sean Payton knows none of it's good enough. During the presser, I think he called pretty much everybody out for something. Uh, Russell Wilson, he wants them to have the plays in quicker so they have more time for audibles. Might go to a wristband. Uh, the defense, for the most part, he said was completely unacceptable across the board. And when they asked him if there's anything positive, he said the kicking game. <laughs> so, hey, at least we have a kicking game. And I really still have hope Sean Payton will get this program turned around. It seemed like when the Broncos took the 21-3 lead, then the commander scored, made it 21-10. It, it just seemed as the floodgates started to open. It's like you almost saw this look of dejection on the Broncos sideline, like some of the players that have been here a while have already accepted what was going to happen. And I know that's just something you have to get changed, a winning philosophy put in place. And who knows, maybe that's really what the issue is, is any adversity. Uh, the, the Broncos as a whole just don't understand how to overcome adversity right now, and maybe that's something they learn as they go throughout the season. But definitely have to work on halftime adjustments. They have to work on being a little more creative on offense, getting our, the, the ball to our playmakers. And Russell Wilson cannot be the leading rusher. I mean, if you would have told me Russell Wilson was going to be the leading rusher at any point this season, I would have said no. Considering what Sean Payton comes in, what he's known for, I would have said no. That will not happen, and it's already happened in the 2023 season. After two weeks, Russell Wilson already being a leading rusher for a game. And, yeah, I, I think if you ask Sean Payton, that wasn't part of his plan either. And obviously being at 0-2, I think it's time you get the youngsters involved. And I think Javante Williams, I can still put him in that category. Let him pound the ball. He is a bright spot. He looks like his old self. He looks better than his old self. He looks like what we were anticipating him to become when he came out of the draft. Like, give him the ball and let him pound the rock. Marvin Mims Jr., a speedster. Let him stretch the defense. I mean, get these people involved. McLaughlin? Okay, it has to be certain situations for him. I completely agree with that. But he can clearly get to the outside. So find certain packages to get him in the game. And as far as the wide receiver core, okay, we had Jerry Judy back. Now, of course, we don't have Tim Patrick for the year, but we had Jerry Judy, Brandon Johnson, Cortland Sutton, and Mims. And really, why well, I'm sorry, I should also miss, mention little Jordan Humphrey. Of course, we have him as well. But what it showed me was Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy. Somebody had one-on-one coverage almost every time Russell Wilson dropped back, and they weren't winning those matchups. I mean, Cortland Sutton, 5 for 66. Jerry Judy, 3 for 25. Both of them want to be elite players, number one receivers. Yet, every time it comes to being in-game, you're just not seeing it on a consistent basis. And I like both players. I want them both to be successful, but boy, I mean, you got to do something a little more than that. You got to do something to help take over the game. Or in this case, keep a, help keep a lead once you've already built up a huge lead against a team that you should beat at home. So, I, you know, I, I, we'll see what happens against the Dolphins. I say if we have another defensive performance like that, I think Vance Joseph has to go already. I mean, when a philosophy doesn't match or a scheme doesn't match the players that you have, 
You either have to look at the players or the personnel, or you have to look at the coordinator. And the only reason I look at the coordinator is we've had a stellar defense for quite a few years now. They kept us in a ton of games, and you can't say that about 2023 to this point. If anything, they possibly lost us both games by not being able to get off the field. And it's been a long time since you've had the feeling on a third down that the opponent is going to get a first down, but that's what it came to against the commanders on Sunday. You just you just knew on third downs they were going to get the first down. That's how it felt. You just didn't feel like the defense had anything in them to stop them. And, and it's been a long time since we've uh, had to say that, I guess, is the way I put it. And the other thing, too, on second-half adjustments, we were rushing Sam Howell in the first half. We were getting sacks. We were getting pressure. And in the second half, we just became undisciplined, weren't getting the same amount of pressure, and he was running out of the pocket and getting – chunks of yardage on the ground now a couple of those were called back because of penalties but same thing what did we get away from so much in the first half that it looks so bad in the second half and that comes back to usually coaching so hopefully sean payton's got a game plan uh clearly at zero and two we go to zero and three in some ways you're already looking at next season or at least just improving in any places you can maybe you get lucky the, one of the divisions or multiple divisions are much worse than you thought they would be, and you get in with a low record into the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, but Sean Payton said he'd be disappointed if this wasn't a playoff team. Well, at 0-2, yeah, your chances are at about 10%. So so he's got to be pretty ticked, and hopefully that reflects with the rest of the football season after these first two weeks. Um, and like I said, you know, try to always end this on a positive. It was fun while it lasted, the 21-3 lead in the big plays and building up a lead and everything like that. But, boy, when it when it imploded, it imploded. And I think clearly at this point you got to figure out who your current players are and you also got to figure out who your future, your team is, and, and really who the players are that are going to buy into turning this culture around and making it a winning culture. So we will see what happens next week in Miami, but once again, the Broncos lose to the Washington Commanders 35-33 to to drop to 0-2 on the 2023 season. Until the next time, this is the Rye Man with the Broncos Country Blitz. And remember to find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Broncos Country and on Twitter at ddcr underscore BCB.